0: um first of all I, I i'd like to thank joe and, and rich and, and lisa and uh my dear friend charlie Parker and, and anybody else who had anything to do with with getting me here i am i am so grateful to be here i'm i'm really excited to uh to be to be speaking at la hacienda i uh i was a patient here 5 years ago i was here in uh uh april and may of uh 05 my sobriety date is in june of '05. so there's kind of do the math there. Um, I didn't do a couple things I was supposed to do when I first got out, but I uh, I uh, got straightened out pretty quick. Um, I I first came to Alcoholics Anonymous in in, in 1987. I was uh, I was 23 years old. I was at the at the at the tail end of just the the biggest losing streak you can imagine. Uh, I mean, nothing was working, and I I tried for I I I wanted to quit drinking for for like. I think it was like two years before that, and, and I couldn't. I, I just I, I I tried I tried pills. I tried lots of pills. Um, I tried I tried I, even, I went like four days without alcohol one time, on, on my own, and um, it was it was just it was just tough. And I was I was living in Austin, Texas, and I don't know about anybody else, but um, I don't think you can get sober in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I think you can return to Austin, Texas, sober. Uh, I'm not so sure about getting sober there. I, uh, you know, I, I had worked in, uh, in in some of the hospitals there, Shoal Creek CPC, and and, and places like that. And, and so it was just too weird to to check into a place where all my friends work. So I just I just didn't do it. I had to go to to Chicago to to go to this treatment center um, where where I grew up. And um, you know, I, I went up there. I did 29, 30 days. I got out on my my 23rd birthday, I flew back to Austin, and, uh, and I had a, had a set of instructions. You know, go to, go to 90 meetings in 90 days, get a sponsor, get people's phone numbers, make friends, make coffee, pick up chairs, get involved. I mean, all, all, the, all the stuff that, that um, you might expect uh, someone would be told their, their first few days in sobriety. And, and so I, I went to a meeting um, my first full day out, and, and, and I loved it. I loved it. You know, it was in Austin, and um, the people were were just, they were wonderful. They were friendly. Um, you know, a lot of them gave me their phone number, told me to call them if I needed anything, if I felt like drinking. I could call them. They told me to keep coming back. Um, I went back the next day, saw the same people. They were acting the same way. Um, you know, the, the meetings I were going to were pretty much uh, a discussion format. And um, I'm telling you, man, the first couple of years of, of 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 these meetings were were pretty interesting i mean people were saying some some pretty pretty wild stuff and i could I could compare myself to other people and 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 come out looking pretty good i um
1: <laughs>
0: still can <laughs> i um, 'd I'd, I'd gotten a sponsor and um the 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 emphasis that 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 was placed on 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 what I was to do was 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 to attend a lot of meetings. If I keep myself busy, keep myself off the streets, keep myself in meetings, I wouldn't get drunk. I had I had a, a, a close friend tell me that uh he had never seen anybody got drunk get drunk that had, had said the third step prayer that day. So I started saying the third step prayer to the, that, from that day forward. I did it every day for for a long, long time. And um so that was kind of that was kind of the program I was working, attend meetings, say the third step prayer and uh, you know, hope for the best. I uh I'd gotten a sponsor. We we did some kind of some kind of version of the steps. You know, I, I think it involved a lot of a lot of guides and pamphlets and stuff that he made up and stuff that his sponsor might have made up and you know and I I I mean I th- this guy meant the, the very very best for me. I mean, he he loved me. He wanted me sober. He wanted to help me and 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 he did what was done with him, which is which is kind of like what we, you know, what we tell each other we're supposed to do. And and so but but the results I was getting weren't weren't very weren't very good. And um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you about step two in a few minutes, but you know, I, I was I was trying to do the steps and I'd done a four step and it was like I don't know, fifty or sixty pages and, and it was just it was just it was just crazy and, and, and I wasn't getting anything out of it. And so I, you know, I, I continued to attend meetings, and, and the years started to fall by, and and um, you know, all the all the people that were staying sober three, four, five, ten years, were it, it seemed like they were spending a lot of time working on themselves, and so I, I tried working on myself, and um, I mean, if I could work on myself, I I wouldn't need Alcoholics Anonymous, and and so I was I was working on myself, and, and nothing's happening, and. I'm getting worse and I'm getting I'm I'm starting to 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 just kind of fall apart in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm I'm dying in the rooms of AA. I'm 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 miserable, I'm depressed, I'm angry. Um I'm my wife could get up and tell this part of the story a little more honestly than I could. But it was it was just it was just it was just tough. And um I remember I had uh I think I had about fifteen years sober and I was I was in a in a meeting. It was uh Discussion meeting, I don't know what the topic was, doesn't really matter, but, but the, we were sitting in a circle and the, and the chairperson was just kind of calling on people. And you guys that, that have you know a bunch of years of sobriety, you know you're going to get called on. Um, you, you can't hide in those meetings. They're going to call on you because they think you got something to say. And, and, and I didn't. And I, I, wasn't, I hadn't prepared my act in case I was called on. So I, you know, and I got called on and so I'm like, well, maybe I'll just tell the truth. And I, I said my name, I'm an alcoholic, and, and I said, you know, I don't, uh, don't want to freak anybody out or scare any new people, but, you know, I've been sober 15 years, and I, I, I feel like I'm on this path where I'm going to drink again. And, and I, don't, I don't think it's going to be today. I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be this week. I don't think it's going to be this month, and it might not even be this year. But I'm, I'm, I'm on this track, and I, I can't derail it. I, I don't know what to do and um and they all came up after the meeting and told me they loved me and and um told me they were glad that I shared you know where I was at and and uh you know it, it helped them and um they they gave me some advice they uh you know suggested that i maybe I start showing up to the meetings on time because at, at this point I'd already learned to show up ten minutes late so I wouldn't have to listen to to how it works for the ten thousandth time <laughs> And then, I don't know about where you guys go to meetings, but we had this little thing at the end of the meetings called burning desire. So I would leave 10 minutes early because I couldn't couldn't take that anymore. And so I I was getting about 40 minutes of meeting time, coming late, leaving early. So they're telling me, well, come on time, set up coffee, get involved, stay late, pick up chairs, help out, double up on your meetings. And and, and at this point, I'm I'm going to about three or four meetings a week. See, I'm, I've gotten it drilled into my head that, that if I quit going to meetings, I'm going to get drunk. And, and everybody that I ever saw get drunk with any, any length of time had, had quit going to meetings first. So I thought, well, I'll just, no matter what, I'll just never quit going to meetings. And so I'm still going to three or four a week, and it's, and it's, and it's tough, and it's, I, I, just, I don't like the meetings. And um, so when I heard that, you know, double up on your meetings, I'm thinking, you know, if, if that's the answer to this problem... I'm just, I'm dead. I'm just, I'm just gonna die because I, I can't do any more than I'm doing. I, I'm maxed out. And uh, I left there pretty scared that day, and, uh, and, and pretty rattled. And, and I got over it. And um, a couple years later, I, I had 17 years sober. And, uh, and, and the thought of drinking came into my head. And, and I, I started remembering all the stuff that I was told to do if, if that ever were to happen. You know, think through the drink. Think, think through its logical conclusion. And if I think about all the trouble I'll get into, then then I can scare myself into not drinking and and and, and stay sober. I can I can make a decision not to drink. And so I started thinking about all the all the stuff that happened during the the mid 80s when when things really hit the fan. And I thought about all you know the jail and, and all that other stuff. And and then I started thinking about all the stuff that I had to lose at that point in time if I were to drink my my, my business, my wife, my kid, my family, all my friends in AA, uh, my sobriety date, which was sometimes the only thing I had to cling to, um, I just, I had a whole bunch of stuff to lose, and, and, and the choice was really, you know, pretty obvious, don't drink, and um, I'll bet you within an hour I was drinking. Um, so I, I'm a little freaked out because I'm 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 like well how come that stuff didn't work? How come thinking through the drink didn't work? And 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 the truth is 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 that I chose not to drink and I drank anyway. And, and I'm it's like why would a guy who was 17 years sober, still going to three or four meetings a week, talks to people in AA every day, married an AA girl, works with a few guys in the office who are in AA. I mean it's just AA AA AA. Why why would a guy like that drink? And and I, I couldn't figure it out. I, I really couldn't. I tried to get sober again. I tried going back to my sponsor and, and my home group, and and I couldn't get sober. Um, I mean, the, the the best directions I got were, you know, go to a couple meetings a day and, and and don't drink no matter what. I I didn't have the ability to to don't drink no matter what anymore. Maybe I had that when I was a kid. I I really I think I lost that when I was like twelve. Um, <laughs> Serious. I, I, you know, because of my alcoholism, I, I spent a total of of 36 months, in well, back in the 70s and 80s. Remember when we were bad kids? They'd send us away to these boarding schools. But you'd look in the, you'd walk down in the administration building of these schools, and you'd see signs that says, "This is a, you know, an accredited hospital." Those, those are the boarding schools that I, I went to, and. And between the, the age of fourteen and, and eighteen, I would spent thirty six months in these places, misdiagnosed. You know, he's got depression. He, you know, his his life is so bad because uh, you know, cause, cause my mom's an alcoholic, or they thought I was messed up because I, I skipped second grade, and that was very traumatic for me. Or, yeah, or maybe because my you know, cause my dad put me on the toilet seat backwards. I mean, you know, God only knows you know why why Tom Pick is so screwed up. But, but I was. And, and, and you talk about um, spiritual sickness and, and, and being a, a dry drunk, you know, 16, 18 months in these places was, was just the most miserable experience I ever had in my life. You know, the, the, the counselors would, would tell my dad, well, you know, Mr. Pick, he's, you know, he's pretty well behaved. We don't have much of a management problem from him, but he's just not getting better like the other kids, you know, and I'd have to sit around and talk in group and do all this stuff. And, 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 and the truth was is that I just wanted a drink. I mean, I, I thought about it a lot, and I was just I was restless, irritable, and discontented. I just didn't understand that that was the problem. And, and so I've, I've, had, I've had, you know, the best therapy, the best psychiatrist, the best hospitals that, that money can buy, and, and here I was, 23 years old, just a, just a broken cookie and and you know and i and I carried that with me through this that period of sobriety for for seventeen years. I spent seventeen years looking for the acceptance button i mean that's that was supposed to be the the answer to all my problems and i i couldn't find it i couldn't i couldn't figure out how to acceptance i i just i just, i couldn't i couldn't get a handle on it i'm I'm not accepting anything i'm I'm fighting everything and 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 I'm so worn out after fifteen years of of not drinking and And fighting that i I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm ready to to just explode, so i I tried to get sober, didn't work um, I'm not going to go into all the details, but uh, I ended up here at La hacienda, and um, you know this is this this place is it, it's very very special in my heart. This is where I learned about the big book okay I learned of the big book twenty years ago, but i I learned about it here and um i was i wasn't in good shape when i when i got here i stayed up in that icu or scu for like 8 days in scrubs and it's not because they were afraid i was going to run away it's just that that's all that could get on me um and and then i, I remember i was maybe here 3 4 5 days and they they put me in a golf cart and drove me up to the the bodega and and they sit me down in one of the soft chairs and and this this guy walks up to me this this Chris and you know he he walks up and introduces himself to me. Everybody's just kind of getting coffee and getting settled, and he's like, you know, hey, my name's uh, my name's Chris Raymer, and I uh, I do a little little big book talk here. And uh, you don't like your, look like you're doing so well. If, if you know if you fall asleep, that's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. You know, just just don't worry about it. If you want some coffee while I'm talking, just get up and go get some. If, if you got to go back to your bed, let me know. I'll call them to come up and get you. And, and and, and I'm thinking, man, what a, what a, a, a nice, gentle,
1: <laughs>
0: demure guy. And then, and then he gets up and he starts talking. And he's, and he's reading out of the big book. And I, I know this because he told me he's, he's reading out of the big book. And, 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 he's, and he's talking about step one. And, and 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 some some questions are starting to get answered. You know, like the big question: Why did the guy with 17 years? Why wasn't he able to think through the drink? And 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 you, you couldn't tell by looking at me that that this stuff is soaking in, because I'm my eyes are closed, but I'm I'm listening, and, and 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 I'm just thinking, man, when when my eyes start to work again, I've got to get a big book. I've got to see where this stuff is, because I just. I didn't have experience looking at the Big Book. I, when I was in treatment in '87, I read some of the stories because I was bored to death, and and that was it. Once in a while, we might go to a have a Big Book study at the old home group, and you know, someone would read a paragraph and then share about their day. You know, well, you know, I I love this Bill story. I you know, my brother-in-law was a stockbroker and he gave me a stock tip, and that you know, it's just <laughs> any any anything you could think of to identify with the Big Book, right? You know, Bill. For those of you, Bill Wilson was a stockbroker, okay? Um, and so, th- yeah, those were those were the big book studies. I didn't I didn't know what the book meant. I I'd never had it explained to me, and and so I'm, I'm hearing stuff and, and 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 things are changing in my head. I, I came in here thinking that I'm just going to do 30 days. I'm going to go home and die. I didn't think I was going to get sober. I really didn't. I, I thought I'd I could probably tough it out here for a month, and then I'd go home and and last about two or three days and then just just off to the races. I, I really didn't think I was going to make it. Um, so I, I got a lot of lot of education here. Um, I, you know, I've I benefited from from his experience and knowledge. I've benefited from 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 the counselors who talk about the big book, to to the housekeepers that talk about the big book, to the people working in the store that talk about the big book. And and if and if someone leaves La Hacienda not knowing what to do. They just they just didn't pay attention because it's it's all over the place here, and and I knew exactly what I needed to do. And when I when I left, I uh, I, I got a sponsor. I I started going to the primary purpose group up in Dallas, and uh, I got a sponsor that first night. And I had a lot of ideas about about what it meant to to, to work the steps that that kind of had to get smashed a little bit. Um, we uh, after the meeting that night, I, I asked him to be my sponsor and 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 he took me into this this little room in the church where we meet and 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 he took me through steps one two and three now, it didn't take that long to to take me through because i you know I, I paid pretty good attention when i was here and and we did a third step prayer and then he uh... he told me i had to do my fourth step and he gave me a few days to do it and um... i, I didn't think i could do it i mean my my experience was i don't do four steps <laughs> except once and and that was enough but, uh, but, he, but he taught me, that, you know, the, the template out of the big book, how to do this thing. And so I decided, well, you know, to heck with it. I'm, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going I'm to really try this thing and see what happens. And, and so an hour and a half later, I had my four-step done. You know, you see, if, if you follow the directions in the big book, it just doesn't take that long. But a lot of people want to say, well, you know, you're rushing people and all this stuff. And it's like, if, if you just follow the directions um, and, and don't, don't add anything to it, it doesn't take that long so we we did this fist step, and he uh he didn't let me hold my four step while we were talking he He held it he was afraid that I would sit there and 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 read it and dive back into myself and 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 what he wanted to do is control the pace which which I recommend doing when you're listening to fist steps and um'cause i i can't you know I can't do five hour fist steps with people i'm I'm good for like an hour and then i'm just I'm just you know thinking about butterflies and dandelions and stuff <laughs> he um so we we got through this fifth step and he and he sent me home to to do six and seven um I know people and i I remember people that are that are stuck on six and seven, like oh my god, step six takes like seven seconds you know um, I got through you know six and seven had made an a step list um I was still pretty young, so the list wasn't that long um and no, that was also pretty nice. But, but you know, the, what does it take? 20 minutes to make a, a list of all persons we've harmed? 30 minutes, including the creditors? You know, it's <laughs> 75 minutes including the creditors? Uh, I don't know. Um, and if you add the girlfriends, it, it can add a little time, too. Um, but I, I started making amends. And, 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 and I'm about seven or eight days into the step work with, with this sponsor of mine. And I start making amends and, and he, he tells me in, in no uncertain terms that I'm gonna to have to start working with people. And I was like, Buddy, I don't I don't think you understand. Um my hands are still shaking. I mean I'm still I'm not right and he says, Buddy, you agree that you're gonna do everything that this book says and that's what this book says. And and so I I think about a week later I had my first guy to work with. I, I was sober three weeks when I when I took him on and um and, and I caught the bug, and you and, know and there's people in, under this tent that know exactly what I'm talking about. There's there's nothing that feels better than 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 taking somebody who's just busted up, hoped to die. What's everybody looking at? <laughs> now I know.
1: <clears throat>
0: there's there, there's nothing that feels nothing that feels better than. Than, than watching someone get from point A to point B in a matter of days, getting, getting connected to God, experiencing that experience that, that I've just felt. And, and, and it makes you want more. See, I used to think I, my job in, in that prior period of AA was, was not to work with the new guys. Okay? That, was, that was for the single guys and the old guys. Because okay? I'm, I'm young, I'm busy, and I can't take phone calls at 2 in the morning. So my job was to sponsor the guys that had 10 or 15 years, whose sponsors had either died or gone back out. So I, 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 I kind of worked with the orphans, and and they're, they're they're very low maintenance. You know, they don't get into a lot of trouble anymore, and and you know, just every once in a while I gotta, you know, play life coach and and give advice, and and so that was that was, how I convinced myself that I was I was doing the program was by. By doing that stuff, and um, so I, I had I, uh, the truth was is that I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I mean, I was I was like one of the biggest phonies anybody could possibly be in Alcoholics Anonymous. I would I would walk into these meetings thinking that that just by sitting in the chair, I'm doing 12-step work, just just so that the new person can see someone sober sitting in the room, is is like carrying the message, and that's all I had to do. Um, and and we all know the, the, the truth about that. It 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 didn't work very well, but but I I had fooled myself into thinking that I'm doing okay. And and you know, and I don't know about how you women are, but 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 the men we kind of had this 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 unwritten, unspoken agreement. You know, you don't confront me on my stuff, I won't confront you on your stuff, and and everything will be fine. And so we 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 honored that. I mean, we 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 guarded that. We even. Had men's meetings about it it was It was pretty pretty, pretty sick stuff. Um, but I started working with these guys and and I started going to the salvation Army and, and and it was an opportunity to get in front of about fifty or sixty guys, all of whom were transitioning from prison and had to do ninety days at the salvation army and And they all have to have a sponsor, okay so a lot of them are running up to get their little sponsor sheet signed. And, and, and what it was for me was it was an opportunity to, to do step work with a, with a bunch of guys. You know, I was, I was doing step work with, I don't know, six, eight, ten people a month. We had, we had nights after the meetings where I was, I was on, the, on the tile floor at the Sally doing, you know, third steps with, with three guys at the same time. You know, I've done a couple of fifth steps with, with two guys that were roommates and they agreed to, to do it together because there, there just wasn't time to do, do it any other time. Um, with with their schedule and but but what happened was is as I started to to understand this this uh, this fellowship that people were talking about. See to me fellowship was going out to Denny's and talking about the people that didn't come with us to Denny's.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, that to me that was that was the AA fellowship and it was it was the picnics and the volleyball and and all that stuff. I had no clue that it it had everything to do with with us having this common solution and going out and and practicing it with each other and and carrying this this solid message out of the big book. And and we would drive home from these things just just high as a kite, I mean, feeling fantastic, because we we, we felt like we had actually kept our part of the deal that we made with God in in step three. And if you ever look at the words of the third step prayer, there's there's a lot to that. There's we're, we're making a huge deal with God that if you know you take away my difficulties, I'll do this and this and this and this. Um, and and so what I felt like I was doing is I was keeping my part of the bargain. And and I and I finally felt like I was I was a member of AA in good standing. I never I never felt like I was a member in good standing. I felt like I was I was a member because I said I was. I felt like I was I was auditing instead of. Instead of working it, um, I, w- I wasn't there for the grade. I was just there to attend and listen, and and maybe you know say a few funny things to make people like me. Um, but that was that was my experience with with that fellowship, and and what I found was was a completely different fellowship, um, something that I, I never imagined possible. I uh, I always wondered why I was an alcoholic. I always. You know, if, if, if I can just get to the bottom of this, I can fix it, and I'll be okay. And I've, I've watched people just, just march to their graves trying to figure out what's wrong and, and trying to fix it. You know, what, what was it? Was it my past? Was it my present? Was it, you know, what was it? And, and, and when I started taking these steps, I, I, I learned that, that the problem is, is, is this, this spiritual sickness. See I was I was sitting around AA trying to have, have an intellectual awakening as the result of meeting attendance.
1: <laughs>
0: and I got I got about as smart as I could possibly get in, you know, having attended literally at least five thousand meetings. I mean I wasn't gonna be any more intellectually awake. But I was I was missing out on, on the real solution. See I, I thought that my problem was emotional, I thought it was psychological um, for for a while there, I thought it was psychiatric, which means you get to take medicine, and um, I I, re- I really thought if if I if I treat this stuff, then then I'll be okay, and and what I found out that that my problem isn't isn't emotional or psychiatric or psychological or, or anything, it's it, it's spiritual in nature, and 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 the places I was looking for a solution weren't working because it wasn't a spiritual solution. You can't you can't fix a spiritual problem. With, with, a, with a human solution. It, it just can't be done. You have to have a spiritual solution. Um, you know, I, I came in, you know, thinking, and, and based on what I'd heard in, in meetings, that, that these steps were designed to, you know, turn me into a good boy, teach me how to kiss and make up with others, teach me how to play well with others, and, and all this other stuff. And, and so the the motivation to take the steps wasn't there, because I was of the opinion that I was playing well with others, and then I had kissed and made up and then I was behaving myself. And so the, the, the motivation to, to do the step work just it just didn't exist. I was I was sober and, and the bad stuff quit happening, which is what I believe the unmanageability was. I thought it was all the trouble I got into and so when when I got sober and I went home from that hospital in Chicago um, I had 30 days or, or whatever, and I wasn't drinking. There's no bad stuff happening. The bank account is starting to fill up a little bit. And I'm thinking, you know, this is what I came for. The, 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 the problem's been solved. And, and come to find out that I just I completely missed the point. I, I didn't understand what step one meant. And I'm not, I'm not going to read the big book to you guys. I'm not, I think everybody understands, you know, pretty clear that, that, that when we say we're powerless, we're talking about two things, powerlessness over choice and control. Um, you know, that day that I got drunk, I didn't know that I was powerless over choice. I did not know it. I, I really didn't know it. And and I had taught other people that that they were they had power over choice. Um, th- that day that I, when I needed to choose not to drink and it didn't work, I, it would have really helped if i had understood that I've I've got to have a power greater myself because my own power ain't doing it. And and I learned that that the the twelve steps aren't about teaching me how to be a good boy what they are about is is identifying all the stuff that's blocking me from that power that I have to have okay i got I gotta connect get connected to this power that's greater than myself so I can overcome this this lack of power over over alcohol um, and i I used to try to get power from from the meetings and if if you step back and, and you look at it logically um, you know think about it if, if I'm in a room full of Full of people who are all powerless, where's the power how do how do I get it from a room full of powerless people i mean if if he doesn't have any power and she doesn't have any power and she doesn't have any and you know if you take all the power in the room and add it up, it adds up to zero but that's that's where I was looking. I was looking for that you know for that for that perfect meeting where the right combination of people would say the right combination of things, and I'd walk out and and feel great and and, you know, and it, it could even last like overnight into the next day, you know, and, and then maybe I could make it to another meeting and get that same feeling. And so I'm just kind of playing hopscotch, you guys are looking at me now, <laughs> I, I could just kind of, you know, play hopscotch trying to find the, the, the right meeting to, to try to feel good and, 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 it, and it wasn't working. And It wasn't until I, I started taking these steps and and getting rid of all this stuff that's blocking me from God the the resentment the fear the the arrogance which is almost gone the 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 dishonesty I mean you, you guys get the deal all that stuff was blocking me from God and and it's got to get removed and of course that comes from from taking the steps I uh I didn't understand step nine I, I thought step nine was all about you know apologizing and just kind of you know, calming people down. Um, I didn't understand that. That step nine is, is is the first time within the confines of the step work that that we start to be of service to others. Where we tar- we take these people who have been harmed, and we restore them to the condition that we found them in. We're, we're, we're being of service here. We're, we're we're fixing these people. It's our it's our first selfless act in in the step work to to go out and and, and fix these people. Um, you know it's when when you look at your eight step list and it 's pretty daunting you know you look especially when you look at the creditors and all the money you owe and and I used to think well i, I can't make all these amends and and, and in fact if, if if I just get to step nine and, and I don't move on to ten eleven and twelve, I probably can't make all those amends. A lot of the power that I got to make these amends came from what I did in in ten eleven and twelve, and you know a lot of people don't understand that you don't have to you know finish step nine before you before you get into 10 11 and 12 and in the big books you know I'm crystal clear on that it's on page 84 you can go look it up but but basically we're supposed to do 10 11 and 12 while we're while we're cleaning up the mess some amends can never be made okay um or you know it'll take years and years to make them um so to so to wait till you finish 9 to do 10 11 and 12 can can maybe kill you and um I I certainly didn't want to be a part of that so I started I started the amends process pretty quick um we we had a guy at my old home group who um i'm not going to say his name you'll you'll understand why in a minute who habitually came in and 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 talked about himself and he and he talked about his his problems and he and we spent like four months on his cat dying and we spent like a year and a half on 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 his his father issues and and all sorts of stuff, and, and I, I didn't really know what AA was, but I, I had an idea what it wasn't. And 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 we were all gossiping about this guy and just throwing him under the bus. And I, I went to a sponsor one time, and um, I said, I, I said, John, um, you know, so and so's, you know, really like taking up a lot of time in meetings talking about this stuff, and the guys are starting to talk, and and um, you know, he's he's losing respect and. And I said, you know, can you do something about it? He says, well, what would you like me to do? I said, maybe, maybe ask him to just kind of keep it between you and him. And he said, well, I'm, I'm the one that told him to, to do that. I was like, oh, my God, there's nowhere to go from here. And, and, and not to knock that guy, but, but a lot of us were taught that stuff. You know, bring your problems to a meeting. You know, bring your bring your butt to a meeting. Even if it falls off, we'll screw it back on and all all that other stuff. And and the truth is, is is we are not there to fix each other. We can't fix each other. This this guy was was looking to us to to get relief, and 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 we couldn't give it to him. Okay. Um, you know, step ten. When when my sponsor and I were going over that stuff, and we were looking on page eighty four, and and we're reading it. You know, I will read you a little big book here we got to this part that says uh... continue to watch for selfishness dishonesty resentment and fear which is all the stuff we saw in the fourth column of the inventory when these crop up the first thing we do is we ask God at once to remove them the second thing we do is we discuss them with someone immediately and that means like between zero and five minutes call your sponsor make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help, and those are the instructions for when when life kicks you in the butt. And 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 I, my sponsor told me that that's what I needed to start doing. I was like, buddy, are you telling me you want me to call you every time I get dishonest or resentful or selfish or afraid? He's like, yeah. I said, do you have any idea what you're what you're in for? <laughs> he says, well. I just listened to your fist step. I know exactly what I'm in for. But you gotta do it. You agreed to do everything. I said, okay, I'll, I'll show him. And so I tried it. I tried it. You know, some lady cut me off on Central Expressway and, and I, I almost gave her the finger and I was, I was really mad. And I, I called my sponsor. I'm, I'm thinking, this is way too stupid for step 10. But I did it anyway. And I called him and I told him. He he, he's like, he didn't say what what happened. He said, "What did you do?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What did I do?" So it's what it's what someone did to me. So I was like, "Okay, well, you know, I, I honked my horn so she'd look at me and make eye contact." Then I I went like that. <laughs> and and that gave him an opportunity to tell me how selfish and self-centered I am and how that stuff's going to block me from God. He asked me if I had asked God to remove it, and I said no. He said, well, ask God to remove it, and then go, go help somebody. He said, you know, go, go help anybody. If there's a drunk around, go help them. If, if you're at the office and there's no drunks, go to the person with the, with the worst job in the office and help them lick envelopes or something. Just get out of yourself and, and do something for somebody, which is, which is our job, which is what we're supposed to be doing anyway. And, and so I did it, and, and it worked and then it happened again and I did the 10th step again and it worked and, and what started happening was as I started doing it and I kept praying and meditating and I kept working with people and and those 10th step calls started to become fewer and fewer and further between and and it's kind of funny I, I sponsor a lot of guys i have done a lot of step work with a lot of guys and and, and some people that don't understand what will we'll ask well I mean how can you possibly sponsor all those guys it's like, it, it's really easy. I just, I just teach them how to get to God, and then I keep reminding them to go back to God. I don't, I don't have to give any advice. I don't have to tell anybody to do anything. I'm just kind of like a, a traffic cop between them and, and God. And if, and if I'm doing my job, it's, it's real easy, because it doesn't take that long to tell someone to, you know, go make amends and, and, and take it to God. It's, it's a piece of cake. And so what happens is these guys do it, and I don't get the calls in the middle of the night. A lot of times the calls I get are, you know, I, I just heard this on a four step with the guy and never heard this before. What what should I tell him? And and those are the, those are the kinds of conversations I'm having with guys that I sponsor. That that's when when this thing gets to be really fun when when you're helping them help others. Um you know, it it it, it, it strikes me as odd how um how things have have changed in AA over the years. You know, I, I got here during the uh, the, the inner child and codependent period. I don't know if any of you guys remember that. But everybody was codependent and they were working on their inner child. Oh my God, we were, we were such a mess. We were such a mess. And then we got into the bipolar phase and everybody's bipolar. And then we got into this phase. And, and, and how about we just go back and, and, and look at what the literature says and let's just rely on this stuff to fix ourselves. Let's just try it. I I've I mean I I'm seeing a part of alcoholics anonymous that I never saw before. I'm seeing I'm seeing people with with 15, 16, 17, 20 years sober who are dying in alcoholics anonymous ready to blow their brains out and then they'll hear someone talk about the big book and they'll come up to them afterwards and and they'll go through the steps and they'll experience this this spiritual awakening this psychic change and then and they're they're off saving guys they're the the, the other sick guys are attracted to them and and people are surviving this thing I've, I'm seeing all sorts of cool stuff happen there's there's big book study groups popping up all over the place <coughs> and and there's there's you know young people I, I sponsor so many young people and and, and and it's so much fun to do because they got time and energy to, to just hit the streets and 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 bust their butts looking for drunks to work with I mean these these guys are absolutely on fire the, the, the forty and fifty year olds they got their careers and stuff and you know and it's always an argument well I'm busy I can't do that I can't do that but but working with with, with the people that have the time and willingness to do this stuff is is unbelievable it's the coolest thing I've I've ever ever experienced um, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot of AA history I knew that Dr Bob and Bill Wilson were the co-founders and that was about it um, I didn't understand that the first thing to ever be called Alcoholics Anonymous was the title of the Big Book and that the fellowship was named after this book. I didn't get that. I had a feeling that this was kind of like a an owner's manual or something that uh, that came about afterwards. And um, you you would think that, that maybe once in a while the, a fellowship of people that call themselves after after a book would would open it up and, and look at it or <laughs> do what it says or something. Um, there's, there's still a lot of that stuff out there, but there's a, a lot of people who are taking these steps and and recovering. And um, oh, thank you. Thanks. Oh, that's cold. Um, so there's there's a there's a lot of good stuff <clears throat> going out there in, um, going on out there in AA land. Page eighty nine. I don't think I'd ever read this this chapter before or, or paid attention to it. But the, the the very first sentence here tells us that that it says practical experience shows that nothing will so much in ensure immunity from drinking is intensive work with other alcoholics. There's only one thing that will ensure immunity from drinking, intensive work with other alcoholics. Okay? Now, what I'm doing today, I mean, I love doing this, but, but, but this ain't that. What, what they're talking about is, is sitting down eyeball to eyeball man to man, woman to woman, and, and taking someone through the steps, taking them through the big book, showing them the directions, helping them follow the directions, and helping them get plugged into God. Okay, so the, the thing that works the best is is doing the twelfth step. And and, and and what always baffles me is 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 how many times I've told other people and, and how many times I've I've heard other people get told you can't you can't sponsor anybody for a couple of years. You got to have a year or two to sponsor someone. You gotta, in fact, you gotta have a year before you even do your fourth step, because if if you do it too soon, you'll you'll get drunk. <laughs> Seriously, you you can't work with anybody. You can't you can't do the only thing that works for a couple of years. I. I used to be an accountant. I, I'm 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 pretty left-brained, and 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 when when you when you look at the math here and you realize that, that that little paragraph on page 24 tells us that we can't remember the last drink or have it keep us sober for a week or a month, then then we pretty much understand. We got a week or a month to start doing the thing that's going to save our bacon, and and so you know people people say, well, you know, I'm just I'm not ready to sponsor anybody, and I'm not I'm not really. The sponsoring kind. I'm my sponsor says that I'm I'm more of the more of the you know shake people's hands and and do that stuff and I'm I'm really not the the sponsoring kind. The whole program of Alcoholics Anonymous is 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 based on sponsorship. It's based on carrying this message. It's based on working with others. That's the whole thing, and and a lot of us miss it. the The new people there might be some new people here right now that that, that might have this plan to. To go back and go to a bunch of meetings, and they write out their 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 plans. Their I don't know what it's called, but you know, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And 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 so th- they just th- they just miss out. They they miss out on the thing that works, the thing that the that, that saves lives. And 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 really, you know, two people's lives depend upon it. Yours and the guy that's that's suffering. And there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are still suffering. There's a, there's a lot of work to do. I mean, there's no shortage of, of new people to work with. I spend a lot of time in treatment centers and, and other places, and, and, and there's, just, there's just a lot of work to be done. And, and, and quite frankly, we don't need any new people hanging out in the back of our meetings waiting for the miracle to happen. That, that is not where we need you. We need you to join us carrying this message and saving lives. And if you've had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps in in a week or two, then in a week or two you're ready to start saving lives. Who better to take someone through the steps than someone that just had the experience? You know, you're 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 a lot more credible than that old crusty guy that's got 25 years telling you to put the plug in the jug. You know, who's 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 better off? You know, who's who's life can be who can save lives here? Um, so we we need all the new people having this experience, taking these steps and, and, and working with others. And, and and if we do that and if we keep doing it and we keep teaching that to the people we sponsor, um, AA is gonna be a, a, a wonderful place to be. It's gonna be fantastic and it'll and it'll change as it's changing right now. Um, I think I'm I'm starting to hit the point where I might start lying <laughs> So I I think, I'll, I think I'll end it on that note. I, I, I love you guys, and, and I, I love La Hacienda, and I love Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, if it weren't for my showing up here, I swear to God you'd have another speaker today because I, if, if I had gone to another treatment center and I've been to them, I wouldn't have made it. I, I, was, I, was, I was too busted up. It, it wouldn't have happened. I, I had to hear what I heard when I came here. And and I am forever grateful to, to everybody that they had anything to do with that. God, security.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Thanks very much.